Greetings, beautiful people. I hope you're having a wonderful, blessed day, night, or evening. If you aren't, just remember, God loves you. I love you. You are so loved. Today, I have a very special guest, and we're going to switch this podcast up a little bit. I'm giving you guys a classic podcast episode. Please enjoy it, and thank you so much for listening. I am. Hello. How you doing? Greetings and salutations. I am well. All right. Um, so before we get started, you know, I just want to praise the Lord, give glory to the Lord. Yes, this is this is all for him and his honor. Yes. You know, let's get that out the way because, you know, we got to praise. Look, I give honor to God who is the head of my life. Pastor, the first lady. Come on, somebody. Amen. We ain't going to act like we ain't some few babies. (laughs) That that part. That part. Well, With welcome no shame. to the show. Welcome to the show, everybody. I would like to introduce Liquid Metal, my friend. Introduce yourself. Oh, well, the name is Liquid Metal. That's what I like to go by. I um, it is my father's namesake that I am walking in when he did his writing that he shared with me when he was twelve, or when I was twelve, rather. It was very interesting writing. Um, that's what I'll say about it. <laughs> But uh, I am his second oldest daughter. I come from a pretty big family, you know, grew up a older sister, younger sister, and two little brothers who are my heart in human form. I just love my siblings down. Do you hear me? Yeah. Look, I'm originally from Brooklyn, Brooklyn born and bred. I didn't leave till I was two, so don't try to tell me I'm from Washington because I learned how to eat, sleep, talk, and do everything else in Brooklyn. I even learned how to ride a bike. That's a funny thing. We look, this, this is a gym, little gym we're going to drop in here. I learned how to ride a bike in Brooklyn when I was two. And when my mom came and got me, because she left for the Navy, when her and my dad came and got me, I debuted it. I waited until we took a trip to Arkansas mm. and rode my bike. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's crazy. Wow. Yeah. That's what's up. So I've always been a kid who just wanted to uh, make my parents proud for sure and show them the things that I knew how to do. That's beautiful. And that's perfect because that brings us to our topic. And I want to welcome you to the show. This is your first time here. And I'm so thankful to have you on the show. You are insatiable and I love you. And I'm glad that you're here. So welcome. <laughs> We've all got an insatiable mind. So, you know, I thought I'd do something that uh, everyone could like. I like that. I like that. Today, we're going to be talking about family, which is perfect because you already got into the topic. Let's do this. Good for us. Right, right. So with this whole topic of family, it is very deep because without our family, we wouldn't even be here. We wouldn't. It's our tree of life. You know, we Mm -hmm. come from these deep roots that were established before we even existed or even were thought of. And I just I think that's powerful because God has a plan. His plan is divine. And the fact that he he sought this all out, he planned this and created this. And then he sent us forth in the very present time that we're here is mm-hmm. to his plan. So let's talk about family because that is our roots. That's where we come from. Um, I sent you that quote before and it said that family is where life begins and where love never ends. And that is a powerful opener because. Oh, I love that. Yes. Yes. So 
with this being said, I thank you for coming again, and I'm excited to hear your perspective on this. Are you ready to get into this for real? I'm ready to talk with my good friend, because we talking family, but one day we're going to get into friends. We're going to leave that for another time, though, you know? (laughs) (laughs) I am more than ready, though. King, go ahead, kick it off. All right, so uh, my first question for you is, what does family mean to you? Family is truly everything I like to say a lot I got a lot of catchphrases if you will um one of them being we all we got another one being we are the bank because sometimes you need to loan or lend to your peoples and that's the best way to do it in my opinion family really is life life as we know it would absolutely be nothing you wouldn't have our sanity without the people our loved ones uh, another quote that comes to mind is blood is thicker than water mm-hmm. well people don't understand about that is one it's contextually I'm no theologian but it's in the bible well, what it means is the blood of the covenant is thicker than the water of the womb which means sometimes you got to pick your own tribe mm-hmm. so all in all it means the people around you which you share love with and for not transactionally but rather unconditionally so that is that is I mean that's what family is to me, and in in a in a short response, right? <laughs> I feel it. that's beautiful. I relate for sure. For me, family is unconditional love because it is the embodiment of that. I come mm-hmm. from a big family as well. Um, in my immediate family, it's just me, my mother, my father, and my two older brothers. But through them, we have a whole family. My oldest brother has around 13 kids, so I'm a, a uncle to 13. And he's Look, like, I remember when we was growing up, I was like, he's a whole uncle. That's crazy. Yes. <laughs> I've been an uncle since I was six years old, and I don't take that lightly at all because... And you shouldn't because they're watching you. Exactly, exactly. So I've tried to lead by example, but also making it very known that, you know, I have to show myself love in order for them to see what love is. Correct. Because and this world that we're in, it is very easy to get lost in the sauce and yes. to that place of like self-hatred and thinking mm-hmm. like and that. self-love is a powerful weapon. Exactly. God didn't give us any weapons that were carnal. Man, that weapon of self-love will get you through. It will calm troubled waters. It will teach you to say, peace be still when you win some bad times, you know? Facts, facts. And this is true. And that's one of the commandments, you know, God wants mm-hmm. us to love him with all our heart, mind, body, and soul to love our neighbors and to love ourselves. So it's very important in this world to just have love within ourselves and have love for ourselves and also others because if you can't love yourself, then you can't love others. And, and then you don't even know when you have family. That's the caveat to that. You don't know when there's people who are in your corner. You think no one's there, you know? Right. And, you know, I, I've been in those places many times. And we got that funny thing, the flesh, the ego. It always tries to make you think you're separated from the whole, separated from God, when we know deep within ourselves that we could separate. Someone who has a podcast out, um, Planet J, definitely said once upon a time while Mercury was in retrograde that we are connected to the cosmos. So with that being said, like you said, we're not alone. We're not by ourselves. We're all connected. This is true. And this is very true. And and that is the sense of this whole topic, because that's family right there. Let mm-hmm. them know that you're not alone in any way, whether that is, you know, here physically, spiritually, 
you're never alone Shoot, whether it be a facetime a text or call we'll, we'll bring it into this millennia you know right. <laughs> your family is there they are they can instant message you direct message you mm-hmm. whatever it needs um or whatever means they need to find to get in contact with you yes yes i think family is important for many reasons and yeah. I've been on this discovery of my lineage and just going back to, mm-hmm. you know, you know, honor my mother and father, not just my literal mother and fathers, but the mothers and fathers that came before me that even. Right. Who mothered your father, who fathered your mother. You exactly. know, I see what you're saying. Exactly. So I've been, I've been on the same thing, truly, yeah. literally. There I go. mean, we, we, we there. We <laughs> are in alignment, honey. Let me tell you this quick little anecdote. I spent some time with my biological grandfather right mm-hmm. it's about our it's our second time meeting in person that I can remember so in like in my adult life when I tell you we are not far from our roots no matter how far we believe ourselves to be mm-hmm. I look like this man me and this man both have aspirations of stand-up comedy he's even done it already I'm like what no way he's like yep he's giving me like you know, the little rundown on how he went about it. And he kind of took the Bernie Mac approach and me being a student of the game. I'm like, yeah, I know that stand up. You thought I didn't know that because I was young, huh? Mm. And it's just one of those things where like, it is very important to look back. People always act like it's so horrible to look back into your past. No, it is not. That is a fallacy that is of the devil. You go look into that past so it don't repeat itself for absolutely no reason. Thank you. Thank you. And that's facts. That's a big part of why I was looking back into my lineage mm-hmm. to figure out what what was going on. Because, you know, generational curses are a very real thing. Yes, they are. Yes. And I want to figure if out. If you got to be the curse breaker, this is what we don't mention a lot. Mm-hmm. You got to know what the curses are. And it's not that fun part. to find out. It's not. It's not. But it takes you having to go into those places within yourself, sit down, put that mirror in front of your face, which oddly enough is life for you because life will bring that right in front of you, dead center in your face. <laughs> True. Things so you can have that you have to go back and figure out, okay, what happened here? What happened with the, the people in the past in order for me to break those things to move forward? Because a lot of us, I, I don't think it's mentioned enough, but you know, when we are being the curse breakers um, of our time, for our family lineage you know mm-hmm. are being that breaker for the lineage you're setting souls free from that time as well as this from time. that bondage mm-hmm. exactly. so those souls will be set free and free indeed exactly. and you f- what the caveat to all of that is guess what you're still above ground so you about to find new problems mm. yeah you yeah. don't stop it does not but that is um i was gifted a book by a great friend of mine and it's called you can if you think you can and i've always believed that i can break a generational curse i've just as a kid you know you just sit and think about things that you want to do and think about your life and with that being said with my new branch and that same friend calls it a branch he said you created your branch of family you know so like Mm -hmm. that's how you create new fruits and harvest for your labor and it's really a beautiful thing because you, you really can if you think you can. I, I believe that I would not have a child out of wedlock. And that is exactly what happened. I believe that my child will be the first child of mine and my husband's. People try to tell you, oh, let that go. You know, it's a different time and age. Well, honey, God will give you the desires of your heart. You don't have to listen to what these people talk about. That's so true. <laughs> 
That is so true. He did it for me. He's a promise keeper and fulfiller. Yes. So, like, that's one major part about when you are, we know to look in the past to ensure that the future doesn't replicate the same things as we break these generational curses. One thing that, you know, you got to realize or recognize rather is that around you, there will be so many naysayers as to why you can't break your generational curse. Yes. Yes. And, And you better cast it back to where it came from. Big facts, big facts. And the strange part about that is some of those could even be within the family. And I, Correct. I learned that. And, you know, it took me to come to that place, you know, that loving place to be like, man, I'm not just doing this for me. I'm doing mm-hmm. it for you as well. You know, I'm doing it because those Correct. same cl- curses and things that have been put on me have also been put on you. So, yeah, they, 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 they were not just assigned only me, you know, just like God dispatches angels, the devil gives assignments out to come on now somebody and there there are a lot of assignments and i'm so glad that these people didn't look these spirits rather who yielded certain people didn't affect me and create damaging you know like where i believe that i'm hemorrhaging and i need i need so much help one of the very simple ones that a lot of people deal with and many of um families that i've spoken to body image Body image is a huge one. Yes. Well, boys, you too skinny. Girls, you too fat. We internalize that and we are not kind to ourselves. This is true. And you know, that also enslaves us in the fact that this, what we feel or this earth experience is so real when it's not, you know? And I I hate, I'm going to be honest, I don't really hate, but I hate the the energy that comes behind that. Because growing up, I was placed in a space where I was... Mm -hmm really self-conscious about my right. about my being here and I didn't if like, you belong here whether you look right in this room are you supposed to be here it really makes you start to question your being like you said just naturally yes yes and it took that that love to break that to make me go I'm not my body I'm not mm-hmm. my I'm not mm-hmm. my mind you know I, it took me a long time to get to that place but in that place I start to see myself differently very much so to change my my body to fit in or to be this or to be that or to be liked or appreciated because i know god liked me and i like me and that's all that matters and that's that's enough right there come on i can take it to the bank cash it every time (laughs) that was a hard one for me because Mm -hmm. i just obviously i just carried life Mm -hmm. so the things that i have done it's almost like i like my body so much more now than when I, you know, had the six packs that broke into like a four pack effortlessly, you know, because mm. genetics is what they are. Okay. Yo, yo, she had a six pack, <laughs> a six pack in like middle school. I was Look, like, cut <laughs> up. I was yo. on a lean diet. I was eating right for my blood type, didn't even know it, but that's a story for another day. While I am with this new body, one thing that I was very intentional about is what I saw. I had to guard my eyes. Mm. So I'm not following a whole bunch of fitness women who look great, knowing good and well, I feel like a whale. Okay. <laughs> That's just not smart. That's bad. Just this is poor management is what I call it. <laughs> okay. So what I was doing was listening to all those women who have carried life before and they look astounding. One of them being my mother. Come on, somebody sits me looking snatched. It's ridiculous. Like I'll be looking at them pictures. I'm like, three kids this what you look like four kids wow this is what you look like and 
and um, a woman that I work with as well, who is um, Nigerian, she said, you know, for women like us, you know, melanated women, for African-Americans, however you want to word it, she was like cocoa butter. You need to put cocoa butter on your skin because it'll it'll really help with the stretch marks, discoloration. So what I was doing in the morning was putting on cocoa butter on my, not just my stomach, my sides, my thighs that got bigger, you know. But while I did it, the interesting thing that I did that has greatly impacted my mental health, rather mental wellness, mm. is I would say I am a good mother I'm a good wife I'm a good daughter I'm a good sister friend cousin etc but at the end of it I would always say and I am a good person if nothing else I'm just a good person mm. whatever good I can do I'm going to try to do it for the greater good yes yeah, man you would have thought that it was just such a 180 in my thought process and my relationship with loving myself mm. so then I can then go forth and love my son because yes. some women feel like their kids did this to them, you know, rather than mm. they chose to do this <laughs> to have a kid, if that Ooh. makes sense. <laughs> that, that's deep right there. That's deep. That's yes. Got to keep the love in the family so you got to love yourself. This is so true. This is so true. And that's real wealth right there. That yeah. is true wealth. That is true wealth. That's the generational wealth they're not talking about. Facts. <laughs> and it, it's so important in these times. It's so important in these times because if you don't have that love within yourself or you're not working to get that love, mm-hmm. this world can toss you in for all over the place with yes. all strange things making you think you got to be this way, act this way, talk this way. And I see it a lot within my family, within the younger generation of my family. Yes, because they're influenced by all these influencers, you know? Yes. And the crazy thing is, you know, I was in that same place when I was a teen. So I'm, but you just see it so differently, you know. Hindsight twenty twenty. Right. I I will say the younger generation is definitely a little bit more involved than I was in my time. But I, I just feel like the, it's just a little bit more erratic. Like I'm just like, oh man, like you, you guys are so sporadic in behavior and nature. Like our timelines on Instagram was right on time. You know, it was it was numerical time. Now it's all over the place it's like who's the most popular so they want to be the most popular cloud chasing has never been this large when we were growing up you know this is true this is true people will post anything that's the sickness of the world you know in a world where everybody wants to be famous or be popular that's happened and people will literally almost harm themselves to get to that or will harm themselves and be like did you guys see it whoa that that part lord (laughs) My goodness, <laughs> you be, hey yo, <laughs> this is true. And you know, you're a mother in this time, and congratulations! Thank you so much. You hear the young man stretching, that's so funny. It <laughs> <laughs> was beautiful. This is, you know, for you, it's a world changing opportunity to be a mother. Yes, so share with me how that has impacted your life and what you are including as moving forward to be a mother to be the best mother that you can be well first and foremost let me just say parenthood is the best hood i've ever been to okay yeah i like that it's a gated community none of you jigaboos can come in here okay (laughs) do you have a kid you gotta have a kid no i'm kidding but anyway it is it slows you down and speeds you up at the same time it's very oxymoronic at times 
um, even ironic because I'm like, I'm really sitting here looking at this whole baby with my face, but he got his daddy face too. And it's beautiful. You just sit there and you can't even believe that it happened. Like when, when I brought him home, or rather when we brought him home, I'm sitting in the room. I just looked at him. I bawled my eyes out. I was like, I've been waiting on you for so long. I didn't even know I needed you, but I've been waiting on you for so long. And I learned so much from him. It's not even two months. When I learned so much from him, he don't just get up and go. He takes his time. He stretches. He takes good deep breaths. I'm like, I need to do that. I need to do more of that. When he, <laughs> It's just the little things that you, you notice and you're like I, I gotta add that I gotta I gotta get that back rather because I used to be like that you know and that's that's what I always tell people like you know kids only change because of the world around them. they begin to adapt yes however he has no adaption ability other than this is what life is and this is what it's going to be if not I'm going to scream my head off <laughs> so what's your choices here <laughs> do what you want but I'm going to scream my head off mm-hmm. another thing is it made me a true advocate for myself because I also must advocate for my son. Yes. Wow. So, with that being said, there's no reason for me to ever not speak up again. Ever. I like that. Because a lot of things that I do or decide to do or don't do have a major impact on him. And a lot of times parents want to be perfect. I don't want to be perfect. I just don't want to have a harsh impact on my son that he feels like he can't speak about. Mm. That's all. I know. That's very important. That's very important very much so because that's where that's the defining line between when me and my friends are talking and we're sharing experiences or we talk to someone else and they're like my mom did x y and z and you can always think like oh my mom would never do that Mm -hmm. well your mother just decided you know that might impact my child horrendously so i would never do that (laughs) this is true this is true my mother's mother was not affectionate therefore my mother is a is very affectionate it is definitely her love language a lot of people don't realize like you can correct the error I think that is an error to not show your children love by hugging or holding on to them because they were inside of you you calm them mm-hmm. your, your heartbeat literally is what they hear yeah. like for months wow so that I mean that's a lot that's a lot of things to say to say what motherhood has been but thus far that's what I got for you King. I like that that's awesome and congratulations again because I know this journey is a long journey but (laughs) signed up for this and the most high put this in your hands because he knows you can complete it fulfill it and do that thing so and what an honor it's been for him to give me this task you know yes yes you know to love unconditionally but didn't have a part of me right in him right right and that's and that's the cool thing about it because this is an extension of you this is your creation this is your baby you know this is a part of you that is now here on this earth to do great things just as you I think and man and i'm just trying to be more christ-like i don't want to one of the major things about before he was even here while well, he's just you know one of the eggs <laughs> that i was born with and that's one thing you think about you that's just like mind-blowing is that I never wanted to be a hypocrite. So I would never tell my son certain things. And people would be like, never say never, or you don't know. But it's like, 
I would not be one of those parents when we were in church, honey, growing up. Purity this, purity that. I'm like, I can do simple math. I know you had that baby at 14. (laughs) Stop. (laughs) (laughs) This is easy subtraction. Like, try me with some hard, something hard. You know, something with dividends or, you know, there's a lease, you know, like maybe filing someone's taxes. Something complex. Because you trying to tell me what I shouldn't do because you was doing it. I had no desire when I was growing up to just be one of those kids who were having sex in middle school, um, doing any of those things. And I felt like my church family was putting a, such a push on, you would not be clean or pure if you did. Oh, yes. I Unpleasant. Same space. I used to think if I was to do anything, I was gonna die, and I meant that, and I felt it, and I. I'm not saying. I'm what? Who you telling? Or the way they presented Christ to me? <laughs> I am so mindful of that because by the age of ten, I was like, if I sin, I'm going to hell. So, I'm going to hell because I did this thing last week, right? Mm-hmm. Listen, mommy. So last week when you said no, I got mad. And I did it when you left. Like, like now I'm bound to hell. Though, like I'm going to be very, very cognizant of how I teach it. Yes. First, I'm going to teach him nothing can separate you from the love of Jesus. We're yes. gonna start there. We're not gonna start good or bad. Okay, heaven to hell. That's a thank, lie. Thank you, because that that right there it splits the mind. That creates bullism yes. right there. That whole just concept. It's not expansive anymore. It's very restrictive. Yes. Being being a Christian is very expansive. Don't know who told you different, but like, um, come on, think about it. When you think about the Bible and people are like Moses, they're like the son that got sent away. No, the son who also came back and when he was traveling with them people and they was getting on his nerves, he smited that rock and shattered it. Oh, Moses got anger issues, boo boo. Mm-hmm. Peter Peter said, I ain't no killer, but don't push me. Like, come David, on now. David was out here slinging. You know? David, uh, he's slanging his. He was like, "I'm gonna just do different things, but I'm gonna still do bad things." Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and that's the misinterpretation of the Bible and the stories in the Bible because a lot of people think these people were just perfect. And even though there's far a lot from of it, you know, that presents that they weren't. It's that perception that oh, right, and people right. think that like we think that we're squeaky clean if we do live a Christ-like and lifestyle, that- and it's like that's not the case every day struggle daily <laughs> honey exactly exactly and it's not easy it's, it's not easy because people try you even more so when you're trying to walk in the light the ooh. darkness will call you i promise you that and this is facts and i've seen that within myself because there'll be times where life is just perfect and i feel like i'll just be sitting there and it's like i have like a inner darkness that tries to emerge you know a fake ego or whatever mm-hmm places and i'm like that's like it's not supposed to be this good i had that same (laughs) i know exactly what you're talking about because at one point i was like i'm in purgatory i know it i know it i am going to lose this perfect thing that i have this perfect son who has a baby this perfect who has a baby this there's no way there's no way this is real now why can't be real that ain't nothing but the devil why can't be real and you know it's almost like and not to say it's a bad thing but we kind of were taught that perception and growing up through just all uh, oh yeah don't trust a good thing because ain't nothing that good why not exactly because you know why can't you have your cake and eat it too i don't even understand (laughs) oh the most high every gift from him is perfect so 
if it's from the most high, then it's a good gift. Either and way. let's not forget everything that he made was good. Was, so if he made it, it come on. Good, you know, and that's that's where us as humans come in or people being the flesh, man. Because it makes us think like we have to split whether this is good or bad when in reality it's things are neutral. It's not very neutral. We're speaking the good or bad into it. That, <laughs> that's you're all. Being that judge and it and it was never meant to be judged. And that's oh, Oof. And that's why as dealing with family, going back to the topic, yes. judgment. So if I was judged by them for certain things on my body, I don't want to do that same thing. Mm-hmm. That doesn't stop the fact that it hurt my feelings. But what I can do is not be that person to someone else, you know? Right. I, I believe this. And on this topic of family bodies, um, I when I was growing up, you know, I have two older brothers. They're very attractive. They're w- way older than me, but um, they were muscular. And hey, Randy. Yeah. <laughs> Randy and Xavier, they they were very um, very popular guys. And so I was just the complete opposite of my brothers. I was more on the nerdy side. I mean, you know, I, I had a little... Very smart. My friend <laughs> is very intelligent. Do you hear me? You will know it from speaking to him. And it, we had this thing in common where people would tell us how white we sound because we're quite the intellectuals yeah. first of all i wake up every day black honey i promise you that i ain't never woke up another day another color <laughs> that part that part and growing up with them you know i was intimidated because i felt like i had to be a certain way seeing how they were and so you know they used to pick on me for being skinny i was like 12 so i didn't really think it mattered <laughs> no that's when it really doesn't matter it doesn't right. get real to you like in the thick of puberty and everything right. hurts your feelings and that- <laughs> When I got to like 15, 14, uh, 16, I was like, dang, maybe I am too skinny. And then I feel like those those subconscious fears and you just, carry it. You definitely carry it. Right. They started to manifest and then people start to perceive me that way as well. And it was like I, I realized it was well, like a wormhole. Yes. And the only way I got out of that was through love, you know, just being able to go, OK, well, at the end of the day, I know that my body is based off of my mental body. How I feel about myself within is how I'm going to manifest here on this planet. Right. And or to think, you know, well, if I believe that I am beautiful or I believe that I am strong or I believe, all mm-hmm. these, you know, you know, those mere affirmations. Those Man, th- they do that in yoga all the time. I'd be in yoga. They'd be like, believe that you're flexible. I'm like, I am, <laughs> I'm yet a believer because yet and still I have not been able to do the splits. But what do you I do? am believing and I am touching and agreeing. <laughs> Hey, uh, you can do all things. And that's the beauty part. That's a beautiful part of life because, mm-hmm. you know, I feel back to the topic with the family and I'll close with the whole body stuff later. Um, right. I Growing up with um, a family, you know, I come from a very religious Christian household. Mm-hmm. Parents were pastors, grandparents were ministers. They parents was ministers. So yeah. it's a deep bloodline of just this ancestry that was passed down to me, this religion that was passed down to me. It's hard to um, receive as a kid because they're just inundating you with so much information, but it's because they know that there are some, there's some assignments that have been tasked to you that they are trying to cast out right, like before you're even here. Yeah, this is true. This is so true. And all those things, you know, they're necessary because everything happens for a reason. For sure. So grateful for everything that I was taught growing up, but when I was a kid, it was always like, dang, I just came here to be just free and like, <laughs> you know, just 
you know, have a good time, you know, and spread love and do all these things. Mm-hmm. I feel like I had the weight of the world on my shoulders. Ooh, yes. All these things. I and- wonder for you, did it ever feel heavy when you were told your life is not your own? You know, you're living for others as well. Because I-, I know you've heard that before. Absolutely. And sometimes I still get to that place, but I always bring it back to that zero point of knowing that if I don't love myself, if I'm not treating myself right, I ain't going to be able to do that for anyone else anyway. Right. I definitely felt that because when I was growing up, that that was very pushed on me. You know, be a servant. Mm -hmm. You have to serve other people. That is your way of serving the Lord. And I agree with that. I do. Yeah, I do. But at the church, they were washing people's feet. And I was like, this is disgusting. Get me out of here now. <laughs> yes. And that, <laughs> you know, that, there's, um, I will say, I'm far more spiritual than I am religious, straight up. You know, I don't, I don't ever hide that. My church people know, my parents know, um, you know. For I sure. I don't have to be in church every Sunday, but I will find a way to open myself to God. Thank you. Exactly. And, you know, that that and that can be manifested in many ways for whoever is listening to this. You don't have to be in church. You can get yourself a gratitude journal and thank God for what he's done for you. You can get yourself a prayer box and write down prayers. There are so many other ways to let God move through you and with you than going to sit into a church. If that makes you uncomfortable, he gave us free will. He gave us options. This is true. This is so true. And it's it takes everybody uh, on their own path, you know, not just yes. for everybody. I say that because I've witnessed mm-hmm. growing up. I was always trying to get my friends to come to church with me. And they was just like, no, nah, I'm not. I'm not doing that. I'm and not. then by the time you met me, you stopped doing that. And I sure would have <laughs> went to church with you. Boy, I love to sit in a good service. What? <laughs> you know, because I had got, you know, I was, I'm you cute. get bogged down, though. Oh, yeah. You try to get tired of getting rejected. You're just like, all right, I'm going to just shut my mouth and eat my right. <laughs> I, I gave up on it. But there was a part of me that was always just like, you know, I found freedom in the church. I found light in the church. I found Christ in the church. Church is my safe haven mm-hmm. for many years yes. to the point where it was almost crippling if I couldn't get to church. Mm-hmm. What I mean by that is my first time going to a service once I was in the military by myself I didn't want to go to any church because it wasn't my church which is so funny um and then I go to a church and they sing some songs that my church could oh they would always sing right Mm -hmm. boy when I tell you they said Jesus wet well what did what did I do because I was on the ground slayed in the spirit some lady the older lady picked me up and held me I'm pretty sure I snotted on her shoulder she she cleaned me up. I was just, I felt so good to just cry and let it go. It was my only safe haven. I would not cry outside the church, which is very unhealthy, <laughs> like extremely. I mean, it's one of the best places to cry and release. That's for sure. Yes, it is. It's the house of the Lord. Get you right. <laughs> every time, every time. Yes, yes. And, you know, going back to the church, because that is an extension of family as well. For um, sure. Yes, I I was blessed with, or I am blessed with a very big church family. They've same here, a very large church family. Yes, those people, man. Those they'd be like your brothers, your sisters, cousins, uncles. You just start making up titles for them. Yes, and this and that's the facts because you know I'm you know in church we call each other brother and sister, sister, sister jail, sister Harris. You know, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and that that's the energy in heaven. 
you know, we are because in the Bible we weren't like people, we weren't kings and queens. We we're sons and daughters. Yeah. So therefore, that's your brother or your sister in Christ. Right, and that's and that's the beautiful thing about it, because it's when you don't have your family in your vicinity around you, whatever. Mm-hmm. Can, you can find your church family. You can find those. You can find have, love in them. Yes, yes, because the love of God is present in all. You know, not everybody walks in that. Obviously, not some people surprise. <laughs> Correct. You know, <laughs> love is present in all people, but not everybody operates in that, and that's okay because everybody has their own journey, trajectory, and everything. Yep. We come into our space with our families and love. It's beautiful that we can see that because it, it puts a whole nother lens on life to know, okay, it doesn't matter what level or what place I come to, what space I'm in. I know that I'm always going to be able to either give love, receive love, or find that love around me, whether it's through family, church, family, friends, whatever the case may be. And it's just fellowshipping too. We yeah. like I, I don't ever want people to think that I'm I'm so deep. It's just like, no, I'm talking about like a kickback at times. Yes. Or or what you do after church when you just you talk to some people who you haven't talked to or who you haven't seen in a while, you know? Right. Right. I went to um dinner with well, I guess it was more like lunch after church with like five good friends. And mm-hmm. I um I've been in Florida for a while, so I just hadn't seen everybody in a long time. Yeah. One is a childhood friend. We grew up in the church together. Uh, he then got married, started his whole life, moved to Oregon and everything. So we just hadn't seen each other a very long time. Right. We got together and we ate out and it was just And that was and that was Christ like to yeah. just sit with your with your friend, your longtime friend, your brother in Christ, and talk about how life has gone since the last time we spoke, you know. Yes. And that fellowship is important because and you know, you can't you can't be on an island by yourself. You really can't. And if you are, throw a party. Um, bring <laughs> throw a bring party. your own birds. I don't know. Figure it out to where other, like, others can come and you can not be alone. We are not meant to be alone. We came into this world alone and we'll leave it alone. However, that means all the time in between, we're supposed to be living it up. That's what, definitely is, what it means. This is so true. This is so true. And, um, whew. I feel like we done went all off the topic, but still part of the topic. The, the, um, look, my family is the reason that I know how to party. Let's talk about it. Oh, parties that you be at as a you remember being like a little kid, like only like two years old at a family reunion. <laughs> yes, yeah. Oh, um, and I I feel for my family, I got like the two sides of the family. I have one side of the family that's very proper and they they got Ooh, it. Talk that talk. Mm-hmm. At this other side, a little ratchet. They know how to have whip a that trick. <laughs> That's the other side. The other side. One side is never would have made it. The other side is whip that trick. Look. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I honestly, I just think it's beautiful, mm-hmm. able to witness and experience it all. You know, and I, and I'm, I try not to judge because. <sighs> judgment. That really could be you. Hard. That's my reason for not judging. I'm like, who knows. People be like, why do you always give homeless people money? I'm like, because what if I was on the street? I would want some money. You know? <laughs> like, and money flows through me. You just, you you have it, you spend it, it goes, it comes, it goes, it comes, it goes. Exactly. Nothing is going with you when you're not here anymore, though. So, like, this is true. And that's why I judge. I mean, that's the, that's kind of like that service, being a service to you, being of service to yourself. And everything that you give out, you get back, whether that's love, whether that's money whether that's light, you get all that back. So there's no point in holding on to it and trying to conceal it. 
you you must create the good karma for yourself. If, if everything has a reaction, why not make good actions, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's facts because um, I really do feel like, in a sense, that's how you create heaven. Every good heaven on earth, I feel oh, like yes. you can really operate here on earth feeling free and liberated when you're not bound to money, when you're not bound to the judgment and the hate that you have for a brother or sister who may have done something you didn't like. You just you can speak on it, but I would caution people on how they use their words when they speak on it as well. Yes. Because when you're speaking to your family, you wouldn't speak to them any old kind of way, you know? This you is, try not to. This is true. I try to, when I'm talking to my family, I try to be as present as I can be to make sure I'm not saying anything damaging. Because yes. in the, I have. In the past, I have definitely said things that Same. were like, that was That was so harmful. And I'm like, why? What are you talking about? Please. Because that wasn't my intentions. That doesn't mean it didn't harm them, no. Exactly. Exactly. And it's important to be to be aware of those things, because if your intention is not to hurt, then you try not to hurt. And, you know, that's that's the power of a person who refrains from doing certain things, certain things, because they know they don't want their intentions not to hurt that other person. So they keep from going hidden below the belt or doing that. <laughs> and people like that are important, you know, um, because they're protecting my costs. Yes, honestly, if you're a person like that, keep that energy keep that energy because that that's necessary in this time because there are you know other people who do that and they're just to serve as what you aren't to serve as what you're not or an energy that you're not embodying and that's okay there's nothing wrong with that but it's important to be able to love because at the end of the day we come from love we're gonna come back to love love is a starting point you know and it's the finishing point because love is god and god is love straight up you know alpha omega so Correct. Anywhere on your journey, you know, if you are walking with love, you are walking the right walk. Definitely. Yes. Um, I'm going to close out what I was talking about earlier with my siblings, uh-huh. um, with the body portion, the physical being, and then we can move on that section of this podcast. But today. Um, so. I had all of these really heavy intentions put on me by just myself and my family, specifically my brothers, to be a certain way or look a certain way. And I was always just kind of like, you know, I don't really care. I don't, you know, I'm like, well, why do I need to have muscles? Like, who needs muscles at 12? And then <laughs> I started to get into I'm that. not going to be a bodybuilder at 12, okay, guys? Everyone calm down. But I felt like that. I felt that intention on me so hard. And then my brother would be like, man, go lift some weights. I'm like, what? What? can I go draw a picture like you know what and then what's crazy is because they just think when I was 12 I wish somebody would have told me like okay that was you though <laughs> exactly and you know I, I see it like looking back obviously that was their kind of intention you know they just wanted me to be or have a healthy yeah like if you want to look like me or even better than me it starts right now start- but, they, but it's the way you, you give that message yeah. you can't just say it however you want I'm sorry yeah <laughs> And think that someone's going to receive it well. You got to think he's 12. How does a 12-year-old's mind work? Exactly. You know, that's so funny. So one of my brothers is a Sagittarius. And so he's just blunt. He just says everything that comes. First of all, let's, real quick, I hate to get on that tip. Um, being rude and blunt is two different things. A Sag, they thread the needle, sweetie, because you be, <laughs> you be going, look, that was not nice. That was unkind. They'll be like, well, I didn't mean it that way. Well, you probably should just be quiet then. 
Ooh, and you know it's crazy because I have Sag energy in me too. So I oh, be... definitely Sag rising. I be watching. <laughs> yep, I be seeing. I be like, hmm, interesting. I see. I see my brother. Or I see that part of myself within him. My I... mom and my sister are Sages. I'm like, oh, don't ever be look deceived. Look, I be seeing it in me. <laughs> um, we hone it in. Okay, yeah. we need that part. Yeah, and you know, on that. That's just so interesting how our families are so calculated, how they work. You're, oh, yeah. you know, my, um, I come from an Aries, a Scorpio, and then my brother is an Aries. I'm a Cancer, and my other brother is a Sagittarius. So it's a lot of fire and water in my, my, my household. And fire and water can get very steamy, and fire <laughs> needs water, and water needs fire. Because let me tell you something a Sagittarius can be a wildfire, but a Cancer can go ahead and just water it down so it's nice and calm. But in the Bible, you know, fire was used to clean things for, because water can have impurities. But if you bring us to a boiling temp, then what? We're good. Okay. All the impurities are gone. We're speaking from the heart. That's why sometimes when I am angry, I do. I am able to navigate that wrath, if you will. Mm. Oh. You're right, though. It's very interesting how the, our members and our family, we are intentionally placed. Yes, exactly. And. You know, that's our soul tribe. That is our pod, our family pod, which is the whole topic that we're talking about. Because we learn from these people. We start with these people. They they show us ourselves and just everything that we can be and not be. And that's the beauty of it, because we all help each other collectively, whether it's in that immediate space or even the generations that come off of that. And I've learned a lot from my nieces and nephews. I, I, oh, my gosh. I love those kids, man. I have a lot. My, what they teach you? You know, so they have imagination, which is right. something a lot of people lack today. Yes. Straight up. Their imagination is wild. They don't put too much seriousness on life. Because them inhibitions be thrown to the wind when you're a child. You don't know how to fake it. You you don't know how to fake it. You just be, you just be yourself. You say what you feel and, you know, whether or not it's right or wrong, but you just. <laughs> yeah, kids just say it. They just say it. And, you know, I love that. And my nieces and nephews, they remind me, you know, that there is fun in life, that there is laughter in life, joy in life. Like, they help me connect to my spirit, my inner spirit, my childlike spirit each time. I remember. I always tell people I have a childlike joy. And what I mean by that is I laugh from a hearty place, you know, I laugh like I know no pain. Yes. And that's that's the space that they get in. And I often think that's probably because they was with the most high a little bit longer. You know, they was just up there for a minute and now they're here. And so they're just they're, I feel like so they're very much though still connected. Yes. They're more... You know how babies just open their eyes and they just be smiling yeah. like life is just a gift. Everything's a joy and wonder to a child. <laughs> so they just got back like, hey, just got back. People buy them toys. They want to play with a stapler. Like what? <laughs> right. You know, they're just curious and. I feel like that is something you can learn from a child. And you, just like you said, your your son is teaching you. Yes. Here, and he's teaching you. And that's beautiful because, you know, I, I, I say this a lot. I can learn from an older person or I can learn from a child. You can learn from anyone. And if you're a lifelong learner, you'll learn that it is okay to be the person on the outskirts who you may know things, but you may not have an understanding. I noticed that I know a lot of things and then understanding won't be there which is more so childlike in my own that's another reason why I look so cute and like a child yeah honey my mind works like a child it's very cause and effect and I will know like 
here's here's a good example. So so my puppies is a part of the fam. My two little dogs. Shout out Sycamore and Jazzy. And uh, will come inside and they're so excited to see me. They don't know what to do. They're jumping on me. They're scratching my legs. I'm like, I hate this. (laughs) And my husband's like, they love you. And I'm like, I literally hate this. And I had to really sit with it and be like, they're overstimulated because someone that they missed just came. So if you show that same amount of energy, watch how fast they calm down. Mm. So I, when I come in the house, sometimes I be on 10, just like they are. Mm-hmm. And guess what? They be like, <laughs> when they remember to breathe. <laughs> I'm not that special, but thank you. See, but that's the beauty, you know. And obviously, the dog's got a different viewpoint than us. For sure. <laughs> but it's it's just it's just a beauty because it's those that excitement. It gives life a little bit of meaning. It makes those it makes those meaningful moments. I can see why he was so excited. By I was like, I should be excited about these things too. You know, you got something to be excited about. We all got something to be excited about. That, something. Something. And that's that's a part of this is finding those moments. Especially when it comes to family, because family makes you excited just to be a part of something, you know? Exactly. Exactly. And I always tell people, you know, and not even just people, but my own family with them. Mm-hmm. Like, keep keep those those lines of communication with your loved ones. My nieces be fighting each other and having their little beefs. I'd be like, don't do that. At the end of the day, when the people in the world leave you to dry and leave you out to... Mm-hmm. You know, your family's going to be here. Your cousin going to got, look, your cousin going to have your back in a strange way. Exactly. You're going to have to tell them to calm down. Exactly. exactly. And they're like, nah, they disrespected you. Like, look. Exactly. And that's that, that's that blood being thicker than water. You know, yeah. in many ways, you know, that's just one perspective of it. It's just, it's all important and it works together because without our families, we wouldn't be the people we are today, straight up. Not at all. If you're born into another family, you're an entirely different individual. Exactly. If my father doesn't raise me, maybe I'm one of those girls who look for love in every single man they've ever encountered, you know? Mm-hmm. Whereas my father was always there. My father was literally the person that we took all our syllabus to to get signed. Do you hear me? <laughs> Very present. <laughs> I feel it. I feel it. You know, um, my mother and father they are they're hardworking people everything that they have they work for yes i hear oh man i'm like do you guys know how to have a good time because you're just always working that part and then they are a party too see there's that duality i you know i i was trying to get my parents party ain't gonna lie i feel like they'd be a little too serious about life (laughs) (laughs) your parents are older than mine though so you so i see what you're saying Mm -hmm. they um they started seven churches from the ground up and they built these churches and I just watched them work my entire life. And mm-hmm. I was like, hmm, you know, when is that when is that point when they're going to put that attention on me? Right. And yeah. all of a sudden, I, you know, what you ask for, you get in this. I was about to say, be careful what you wish for. <laughs> they about to have a lot of energy for you. Exactly. And I got to like the age of 17 and they put me under that magnifying glass. I said, oh, oh, Lord. He was like, man, I can't wait to go to college. <laughs> literally at that point I was like I gotta get away but you know what those were the best times of my life because they they forced me to be better I mean they and not in a bad way way that no they supported you to be better like they actually showed up they supported me to be better and 
I needed that because in that time, I didn't think that for myself. I didn't think I could do. Or you don't even think that you're good enough. It's just like, this is as good as it gets. And they're like, oh, but wait, there's more. And I know that. And they're like, and you're like, how do you know that? And they're like, because you are my son. You're my child, and I know what I put in you. And when you're a kid, that just sounds annoying and repetitive. Dude, my mama still say that to me to this day. To this day, my mama be like, "I know you're my, you're a warrior. There ain't no, there ain't no defeat in you. You gonna finish this thing out?" I'm like, "Look," I, and you be like, "Lady, our river right now, like I'm trying to have peace." And you over here telling me to go to war, like first of all, they're like, "Be the wave that wipes everything out," because you could do it. Because you can, because you can do it, and that, and it's so good though. Because don't nobody believe in you like your mama believe in you. You you hope that you find that significant other that's coming the same way. Exactly, that's so true. That is so true. It's a, another extension because God knows exactly what we need in our lives, and that's why He places us with the families He places us with. You know. Oh, for sure, for sure, a hundred percent. Because you never know what you need. Until you look back and be like, "Wow, I needed that." Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. I um, when I was in Florida this past uh, couple of months, I made a big move and I was out there for myself for like four weeks. And then my father, he had some stuff that he needed to get taken care of back in Florida. Yeah, he came down and he ended up staying for like a whole month. And I compared those times where he was there and it was just me taking care of myself so when he got there I was just like dang I could get used to this because my he's a he's a very caring man he's an Aries man and shout out to him because he has overcome a lot in his life to show me overcome he went from a very hard-headed stubborn mean man to a very sweet humble and kind guy and and I don't man them fire signs that light you up or they'll warm you (laughs) just enough exactly and that's the part you know to see him become this like warm loving dad and I will say in the beginning he wasn't that way but you know at that time that's what I needed I needed that stern and you don't know that you need certain things however sometimes teachings can um we can say they took the lesson too far (laughs) and that that was just their flesh their spirit their heart always in the right place their parents well, we can say our parents were never out to harm us in any way, shape, or form, but rather teach us so we could be amazing functional citizens, citizens rather, in society that thrived. Well, not just living, but thriving. So when they see us happy, you know, their heart gets full. Yes, absolutely. And that is so, it's, it's, it's important. It's important. Yeah. I do have a um, question, but and it's tied to what you just said. But um, real quick, I'm just closing out the dad thing. My father, he has shown me, you know, a progression. And it showed me how I can be for my future children. Although I'm not going to do everything he did exactly the same way or not. But Well, it, you shouldn't. I mean, come on now. You got to correct the errors. Exactly. That's the beauty of being the next generation. Exactly. But he laid out a blueprint for me. And foundation was laid. Not a lot of people have that exactly so i know how to be a good father now and i'm looking forward to that day because i know it's gonna be oh friend i can't wait i'm gonna be more hyped than you (laughs) hey listen cancer dads are the best dads i ain't trying to say nothing hey my pastor is a cancer father i know my little brother born july 15th my cousin who his he was born on his birthday these is gonna be some look these some fathers of the millennia do you hear me that part that part 
Um, so with that being said, yeah, I feel like my father laid down a blueprint and I'm excited for that next step because that is, you know, that branch that I will be creating, you know, right. by God's divine grace and mercy, if he sees fit. And I'm excited for that, that journey. Cause I know there's so much to learn in that. And, you know, I don't know nothing. I find, <laughs> I find that out every day I wake up and I'll be <laughs> I don't know nothing. You know what I told people? I know every language. What? I can speak every language. And like, no, you can't. What are you talking about? I could type it into my iPhone and hit translate and switch the language. (laughs) Therefore, I mean, you guys didn't know that? What? I'm like, you can speak it. You can make it transcribe it into that just by hitting a button. Big packs don't open. Just that simple. (laughs) That simple, exactly. At eight years old (laughs) when I found out. And that, you know, that's the cool thing. We are in a uh, age of information. So, I shoot. The way digital media moves, come on, guys. Oof. It's easy. You can learn. As my Spanish teacher would say, muy fácil. <laughs> that's language one of how many? Yeah, all of them. <laughs> so, uh, when it comes to your family, what are some important life lessons that you've learned or they that they've taught you? My father taught me that you deserve what you tolerate. Mm -hmm. And my mother taught me you will fall if you don't stand for something. So with that being said, the way that I govern myself in life is that if you want to tolerate it, then that's your choice. If you don't, you better stand hard on it because if you don't stand up, you will fall. I like that. And them teaching me that and having being individuals, not being, you know, codependent on one another. They taught me independence. Mm, I like that. My my parents are very much unified and individuals at the same. Oh, man. Covered by the blood of the covenant. And and, that bond, that marriage, that was supposed to be. Amen. You know, I like how the most high. Put some kingdom marriages together. I do. I do. look because it is nice to be an heir to the throne. Come on, somebody. Yes, yes. God, listen. If you're somebody out there that is seeking a relationship or love, trust that the Most High got somebody for you. The perfect match that is going to be the the light to your your candle or the calming to your heart. But God got it. Because I'm married in Aquarius, and he is a breath of fresh air. Ooh, okay, for that Pisces energy. Look, honey, because first of all, I will swim all over the place. <laughs> he don't say go this way. I'd be like, oh, my bad, my bad. <laughs> oh, man, I feel it. Um, For me, the important life lesson that my parents taught me, um, honestly, in the facts of individuality for them, they both very, very much put on to me to have my own relationship with the Lord. And oh, definitely, definitely was serious about having your own relationship, and that don't look a certain way. Oh, yes. And I'm so glad they pushed me to develop that relationship. With them. You know, there was times I didn't want to uh, cultivate or nourish that relationship. but Right, because the beginning of the year, why did we pick the prayer hour of 5 o'clock? I'm still <laughs> trying to run around. Like, it's 5 p.m. I would like to play. Go in the room and get on your knees and pray. Why are you supposed to pray for for an hour, Ma? She's like, you could talk for an hour, right? Oh, man. Growing up as a church kid is just interesting. It is. It is. I'm on a David's fast. People are like, what is that? No. Woo. <laughs> but, 
that's that's the good thing about it too. Because shoot, if I didn't have a family push me to fast back then, I sure wouldn't have been. Fast. I would never fast. Do you hear me? I'd be like, is it intermittent? <laughs> exactly. And it's it's just how God designs His plan. He places those people in our lives that are gonna push us to be our best selves. And that's, that's why he chose specifically for you to be a part of that family. It was by no accident. It was nothing but an act of God. Of course. Absolutely. I believe that. I believe that in my heart. Um, so before we move on or I guess close this thing out, let's talk about some loving moments with the family. Uh, you know, I, I'm all about love, so. We got got to see. Oh, this is an easy one for me. Oh, so easy. Yep. All right. Throw some moments out there. All right. We had a tumultuous day as a family. I was graduating high school. My sister's graduating to get her associates. Same day. So what that means is we got to be at two places at once. (laughs) So I I get to my graduation and my family. They, um, I'm not even sure how I got there. I think my friend came and picked me up. Um, my mom is late and she tells me to go on stage again and make them say my name again. She's hilarious. <laughs> then when I get out and it's like all over and, you know, she's all hurt and upset. It's like, you know, it's funny. I cared nothing about my graduation. I'm ready to go to Mo's graduation because mine didn't really mean anything to me. But what was be- beautiful, my extended family, I'm AGA affiliated with that. With that being said, I'm well connected with the Samoans. And my Samoan cousin came and gave me, like, man, like, 20 lays and showed up to my graduation. Vaki Omanu, if you listen to this, girl, you came in clutch. Her and her mom came. We took some pictures, and then we had to rush to my sister. So I love this, too. Listen, I am a very chaotic but orchestrated person, so I love orchestrated chaos. Oh, Lord. So then from there, we rushed into my sister and my feet are killing me because I decided I was going to wear heels. So I wasn't the shortest thing out there. Right. Mm-hmm. And my dad has to carry me up the hill to the Tacoma Dome because my feet are on fire. Mm-hmm. I am in my robe and my lace. <laughs> then we can't see our see Mo. We're like, where are you? Where are you? She wore highlighter orange shoes and stuck out her leg. It was like, you see my foot? <laughs> And when they called her name, I screamed from a healthy place, you know, from yeah. my the, the soles of my feet, you know. Yes. That was so much fun. The only day that's even remotely close is me graduating from boot camp. Mm-hmm. My first time away from the family. Um, I graduated in, um, I believe, the top 15%. I can't remember. It didn't matter once I wasn't the top five anymore. I didn't even care. Or the top 10. That's why I was, yeah, top 10%, but I should have been the top five. But I start slacking off, as I usually do, once things are not that challenging anymore. Um, <laughs> and I never broke military bearing, but I saw my peoples in the crowd, and they waved at me, smiling from ear to ear, my cheesy, goofy smile. I was like, oh, they're here. I love that. <sighs> and then when we got, so you have a whole ceremony. And then after the ceremony, you get to be with your family. And I was in a performance division, which means we used to play at people's graduation and have to march back to our ship <laughs> and, and just watch people go home and have freedom. Man, it was, it was tough <laughs> to say the least. But finally, that time came when it was our time. And mm-hmm. it was just so great to be my family and fellowshipping. It was the day before. Um, Thanksgiving, the next day was Thanksgiving. We got liberty for that. 
Mm-hmm. We, we were over at my um, dad's friend's house from when he was a sailor. And we were with his family. They cooked a whole Thanksgiving meal. We had, man, it was just so beautiful. Somebody there had the most beautiful chocolate sun. I held that baby for so long. I was like, and then that guy, funny enough, his birthday is March 6th. Then Pisces' father show up, okay? <laughs> he had his son for the holidays. Absolutely. Even though him and his girl was not together. And he was on a cane at the time because he had got jumped. Oh, he still showed up. Look, Chirac, no joke. He still showed up, though. That's- and all my friends, we all graduate and go on places. We came back to talk to each other because we got to fly out the next day. Man, we had our phones on us. It was a beautiful thing. I love that. That's cool. So, obviously, those are some of my favorite family moments. And, I, and just being in the in the labor and delivery room and then later being in the postpartum ward and having my guys in there. Aww. Yeah. Top three, not number three, nor two. I'm sitting in there like, this is my family. Oh, I'm in shambles. <laughs> <laughs> How about oh. you, though? What's, what's, a, what's a top three for you? Uh, top three. For sure, um, back in 2020, my grandfather passed away um, August 31st. And I gave his condolences. Thank you. Appreciate it. He's in a better place, 100%. Yes, sir. Yes. Um, that that day, my entire family, we got the call before he was passing away. And they mm-hmm. told him to go. And all of us, every last one of my family members, we jumped in the car and drove from Washington all the way to Florida. And I mean, mm-hmm. Less than two days, we was booking it. We were crying. We were hurt, but we were there for each other. And I That's just, beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, it was a lot. It was um, me, my mother, my father, my uncle, my aunt, my cousins, um, which are basically my little sisters. Shout out to Mary Kate, Mary Jeanette, Mary Ann. Then my brother came with his family. My other brother was already in Florida. And we all just, we went there. to. He support. showed up for one another for that hard time and to support him in his transition. We That's did. beautiful. We honestly, we didn't make it. He passed before we could get there. And, you know, we found out on the, the drive there. And we... He, there's no way he didn't feel you all coming. He already knew it was well. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He, um, my, I believe my brother, he made it there before we did. He was able to see him before he passed but we when we found out we all pulled over and we stopped and we just we just loved on each other and that was a big moment for me because you know I realized in that moment that one life is short you know and the people that you love and hold very close to you can go at any moment right you are with them you got to appreciate them and love them even when you're not and um, that serves as a moment of unconditional love because it didn't matter what state we were in, literally, physically, but mentally. I know. <laughs> we we were there for each other to pull each other up. And, and that's what family does. They show up. They show up. That's definitely one of my top moments um, for sure. And I think that is a great ending point. I don't have anything to say that would even compare, bro. Anyway, there's no comparisons. You know, love is love. And at the end of the day, true. A moment of love for me because it strange enough brought my family closer together and we've been as close since then um you know we were all a little on our own little worlds before that moment and but them worlds collided and came together and it had to collide for you to really see the magnitude 
Yes, yes. And, you know, my, my grandfather is awesome. Um, he was almost a mayor of the town that I come from back in Florida. So he, he had a big impact on a lot of people. And seeing the people show up at his funeral, the love that he received, it was just like, wow, God, you, you're incredible. So that's definitely my top moment. Uh, after that, some simple moments. I remember a time of like deep depression, just dealing with some traumas and things in my life and just coming out of a really dark space. And I was feeling no love. Like at that point, I was completely flipped over and like what I like to call my dark avatar. I was in, no longer a light being. I was just in <laughs> darkness. And I was walking that just, just death. I was walking a very dead space. And God orchestrated everything. It's funny how, you know, my roots are in Florida. So he always bring me back to Florida. So I ended up in Florida. Didn't want to be- yeah, for me, it's Brooklyn. That When I go back, it is uh, sometimes it's too real, if you know what I mean. And yes. And that realness is necessary because it pulls you out of those fantasies, those dream worlds. It very much so does. Mm. It grounds you. That part. And that grounding is important. I was pulled into that space with a whole bunch of people that were just of love. And I was like the only one at that time that wasn't. And he knew exactly what he was doing. Um, he sent my nephew. My nephew, so, uh, he's not my youngest nephew, but he's my youngest nephew or my brother, Xavier. He's, he's, I sent him to Florida and he just came and he was just this ball of light. You know, he just, he was blissful. He that was- will pull you up out of it. I have had the same experience. So my brother, my baby brother, Cause I just started crying on FaceTime, man. And I was like, cause if don't nobody else love me or think I do anything right, that little boy cares for me. Yes. That's literally how I felt, you know, shout out to Prince, man, that I, uh, people think I'm crazy, but in that instance, that kid saved me. He was Christ. My brother has (laughs) saved my life more than once. And they just speak to you so candidly. Yes. Yes. He was just, he was, he was what I needed in that time. And, uh, we established a very a very good connection from that point on, and he's always going to have a special place. In Who my you life. tell him? My brother done bought me out of it, and then one day this we gonna leave it with this funny anecdote. My my little sister goes, we on uh, family Facetime, and he, she was like, "So who's the funniest sibling?" It's just me, her, and my two little brothers, mm-hmm. right? And my baby my baby brother goes, "Um, I think Monet is." I was like, "Ah." <laughs> I am the funniest person alive. You heard him. That part. And she was like asking my brother, trying to my brother Junior to say her. Junior it was look, he a Capricorn. They're a little combative, you know. I, I love the Capricorn. I love him though, because they stand their ground. He 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 would he refused to pick. Sadiq did not care. Um, I think it's Monet. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the kids and the family, they're they're important because they they're just like you know. They are truly yes. safe and they're necessary. God's gift to this earth. And that's uh that was definitely my second moment. My third moment is I can't I'm in between two moments, but um for sure, hands down, the embrace of nature. And I know this is not really one of beings, but there yeah. was a day I just went outside and I was meditating. I was sitting on this walk right in front of this body of water. The sunset was perfect. And there was butterflies and dragonflies flying all around me. And I felt the wind. And in that moment, I knew the wow. wind was talking to me. And the sun was beaming on me. And I felt, like, embraced. I am feel- By nature. Wow. <laughs> Literally. And I felt so much love in that moment. 
And I was like, wow, God, you're everything. Because there's no way you're not this be by me. You're not this dragonfly. Like, how everything was so in sync. It was just this beautiful moment. I'm never that. that serves as a moment of true bliss and peace for me. I had no care. At that moment, shoot, I thought I was about to get raptured out of here. Like, I was, <laughs> And he said, and that's okay. I was at a true moment of just peace. And I loved it. And I, I love it still because I think, you know, sometimes I'll be trying to recreate that moment. And I'm like, damn, I guess it's gone. But it, it was just a really moment of love. And I've never felt so connected to nature like that in that instance. Just everything, how it transpired, especially the birds in the background. It was just, for, it, for me, it was a very magical moment. And um, that's definitely, if not my third one, then it's um, I had did a Royal Regiment's uh, teaching thing with my church, with the kids in my church. And it was my first time like doing arts and crafts with them. I'm a very creative person. I love drawing, love painting, love building. You know, my career was architecture. So building is very close to my heart. But I wanted to do something to kind of give back. And I didn't think the... I guess impact on those kids was going to be what it was. And um, I just went there. They did the lesson and whatnot. Then they came to me for the arts and craft. And, you know, I set up this painting thing and was they were supposed to paint pictures of a garden. And inside of the garden, they were supposed to plant everything that they love. So if they love books, you paint a book inside your garden. If you love your mama, paint your mama in your garden. If you love whatever you love, put it in the garden, whether it's butterflies, the sun. And they created these beautiful works of art. And I was just wow. like, this is so dope. And it was the response after. You know, they were like, oh, this was so fun, this and that. And then, you know, they went home and whatnot. And it was that Sunday. That Sunday, following Sunday, one of the kids ran up to me. And he was like, that was the coolest thing I've ever done. And he looked at me with these oh, big Oh, wow. Eyes. Yo, he looked at me with the big old eyes. And he was like, you're my best friend. And I was like, oh, shoot. Oh, <laughs> Again. you were a wreck huh yo i i i felt the embrace i was just like wow that's so awesome i'm like to god about glory because you know sometimes i'd be in my head and i'm like dang i can't do nothing right and then right and then something like that happens yeah it was a and it was a really cool moment and i appreciate that because that serves as a a love coming not necessarily on the inside but from the outside and it was just really dope so i really did appreciate that moment and shout out to those kids you know, I'm a Royal Regiments teacher, so I'm excited for that. But yeah, those are definitely some moments where I felt just love, the embodiment of love, however it manifests, and the love of the Lord. And it's it's necessary, especially in this time in this world, because you like you said, there's there's challenges in every place you get to. If you're above water, you above the grave, there's there's always gonna be a challenge or something that emerges or comes up and right. love as an anchor for us. An anchor to God and an anchor to our family to get us through those tough times, those ups and downs, the challenges, circumstances, whatever it is. And the love is our anchor. And it's one of the most important things we can connect with and to on this journey in life. A hundred percent. Could not agree more. Yes. Um, well, if you have anything else to say before we close this out, feel free to say it. Um, I'm just really just honored to be here. Um, any listenership is good listenership. If you ask me, I love podcasting as expressive therapy. Yes. So you can find me, Liquid Metal, um, Insatiable Mind, I'm Podcast, 
where we talk all things finances, relationships, and even just a little bit about me. My newest episode is called Good Kid, Great Credit. Just a little insight on how you can uh, manage that credit report a little bit more, your your report card. That's all I got. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Please, I hope you guys listen to our podcast. It's awesome. You know, she's a very expressive person with a very unique, unique perspective, and she needs to be heard. So please support her podcast. And oh, thank you, friend. Yes, of course. Of course. Thank you guys so much for listening. God bless you. I love you, and I hope you have a beautiful and blessed day.